Welcome to Mage Talk. Mage Talk is brought to you by Sanasi, the creators of MageStack, the Magento operating system. Sanasi is the leader in high performance, secure, and scalable Magento hosting. Check them out online at sanasi.com slash magetalk. And by MageMail. MageMail brings your customers back with customer lifecycle email from Magento. Start your no-risk trial today at magemail.co. And by Dropship360 from Logic Broker. Magento merchants now have a solution for complete dropship automation. Check them out today at logicbroker.com. Hello and welcome to episode 26 of Mage Talk, the Magento community podcast. I'm Kalen, and today, unfortunately, Phil was unable to... It sounds like I was about to say Phil died or something, unfortunately. Uh, Phil has been uh, busy this week. He didn't die, I promise. Um, but he's been heads down on some, some stuff. So I you know, went and cried in the corner for a few hours. And, and once I was done with that, I got in touch with our special guest today, who is none other than David Manners. Of uh, where where exactly do you live? I always uh, I live uh, in a really small town outside Frankfurt in Germany. Okay, right. <laughs> so and, yes, and you and you've recently started a uh, Magento community media uh, company <laughs> that, according to media, according to the word on the street, is is already leaving Mage Talk in the dust. Mm-hmm. Um, so, t- so we got good us- stats. Yeah. What can I say? <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your, about your thing. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah, I'm doing some, uh, videos on, uh, we have a YouTube channel, um, where we're interviewing, um, people in the Magento community. Um, but not about Magento cause I, uh, couldn't care less. <laughs> can I say that? Am I allowed to say that? Yeah. You can say it. I, my, my, my thinking it. is if we, I see if you on Twitter. We may have to pull this. We may just have to pull this yeah, episode. But. <laughs> if I see you on Twitter, if I see your blogs, then you're probably legit enough, but what do you do in your free time? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's really neat. I um, uh, so I'm I mean, still, if you watched, so I I I'm still <laughs> here's the thing. I I watched a little bit of one of them, but I'm still waiting. And I and I know I I tell you yeah. this about every every three or four days. Um, but we need to get a little podcast feed set yeah, up uh, for those of us that that because uh, it like I just I listen to podcasts so much and it's just you know I pull them into my thing and I kind of listen to them on the go more more than anything yeah. um, so when I'm actually at my desk I don't really listen to like podcasts or anything because I, I can't really focus um, so I'm, I'm hoping you set that up so I can go through and by that point I'll be able to like binge listen to like 10 of these in a row so that'll <laughs> that'll be a lot of fun <laughs> Yeah, you got a lot to catch up, I guess. <laughs> but you've had Brent uh, Peterson recently, yeah. um, Karen from Web Shop Apps, and Anna, Rescue yes. Anna, and a bunch of other people. I got some good ones lined up as well. I've just got to record them now. Okay, so who do you who do you have lined up? Well, it depends. When's this going to go out? <laughs> uh, hopefully. <laughs> so today's Wednesday. Hopefully it'll go out today or tomorrow. I'll be optimistic. <laughs> okay. Well, then just for your listeners, um, this Friday we will, should have Alan McGregor on. All right. Very nice. Yes. That's, yes. A, that's a Mage Talk exclusive for you right there. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. We... um. You got to see if you can get Alan Storm. Um, we, oh, yeah, I doubt it, but yeah. Yeah, it'd be tough. We, we tried to get him on, but uh, we, we were unsuccessful in our, in our efforts. Um, so we just like to talk about that a lot. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, cool. So, yeah, that's, that's awesome. And um, what else were we going to talk about? Oh, the um, unconference. Huh? The unconference, yeah. So yeah. Tell, us, tell us a little bit about that. Uh, yeah, so for um, those who don't have Twitter, um, the unconference happened in Berlin, Magento unconference, uh, over the last weekend um, with, uh, I think it was nearly 100 people Whoa. that were there. 
which is wow. pretty impressive for a first time event. hundred people is pretty, pretty damn impressive. Yeah. That's amazing. I, from, from no. seeing some of the pictures, I thought that there were like 15 or 20 people. No, there was oh, like, awesome. I think officially 94 registrations. Um, I don't cool, know man. if all were there, but I assume most were. So we had like, uh, there were three tracks going on. And on the final day we added a fourth one cause we just had that many topics. Wow. Uh, and each room was pretty full, like 20, 20, 30 people sort of thing. Right. Which is pretty amazing. And right. some amazing talks going on, which was awesome. Like the quality for me, that was, uh, much better than the other conferences I've been in the last few years. Wow. It nice. was, um, you looked at it and you had to, you had to make a decision. Normally you go to conferences and there's one dev track. Right. And so you have no choice. And right. here you've got three dev tracks and you're like, uh, do I go see Tim or Vinay or right. do I go, you know, you're like, right. No other conference has that choice. Right. Right. And I think we talked about this a, a couple of episodes ago, but could you give a, like a quick overview of like what an unconference is and kind of how it, how it works? Yeah, sure. So what you do for an unconference is that there is no, uh, schedule. There's no, uh, basically if you turn up, you can give a talk. It's as simple as that. So in the morning, um, <clears throat> what we did was we went around everyone who had a topic and they would sell their topic as best as possible. Um, and then you each have two votes per day. How many, you, how many people like, like said they wanted to talk out of the 90 out of the hundred people. Wow. That's a good question. Like, um, like 50 or 30 or you're looking at about 30, I would say. Okay, cool. Um, so well, there were four, uh, three rooms and four slots. So quick maths, that's some numbers like okay. 12. Uh, and on the, that's 12 on the first day. Right. And I think there were maybe, 15 talks that weren't taken from the first day. Okay. So, and then they went over to the second day and a few more added and, um, yeah. Cool. So probably like, well, like, like overall, like, like half of the people gave some kind of a talk, something like that. Yeah. Like it, a bit it's less. a bit different, you know, like it's not exactly half, like on the first day, I think Vinay said he wanted to be involved in like five topics and there were only like four slots and stuff. So it's a bit, a bit like more people would, some people would do more, you know, I think I ended up doing two Then I was oh, involved okay. in like seven talks over two days and stuff. Oh, right, 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 right. It's a lot of them were not, but one, the thing I, uh, one of the things I really love is a lot of them were not talks so much, but were just massive discussions. Oh, wow. So you, it's, we had one that was, uh, to do with clean code mm -hmm. and we had a room of, I don't know, maybe 30 developers, which include like, you've got Tim, you've got Vina, you've got, uh, both Fabian, uh, Bletschmidt and, um, Schmengler. Uh, and you've got all these big guys in the Magento community sat in one room and someone says, I'd like to talk about what clean code is. Go. Mm -hmm. And 45 minutes later, you're, you know, you've gone through a big topic there, you know? Cool. Right. So. That's awesome. Um, and, and, uh, so, 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 so going back to the overview, so there's, everybody has oh, two yeah. votes and then you, whoever wants to talk, they kind of sell their idea and then yeah. after that, there's like a voting, little voting phase. Exactly. Okay. And whoever wins, wins, you know? <laughs> right. The winner takes the spoils. <coughs> yeah. Um, okay, cool. And so what did, uh, what did you, what did you, what talks did you give? Uh, I did, well, first one I did uh, on uh, avoiding burnout and depression and kind of mental health and developer welfare. Oh, wow. Um, which I've done at the general PHP conferences before. Okay. Um, so, uh, yeah, a couple of years ago I did it at PHP Europe and then again at PHP Germany, the two on conferences. And so I put it forward here and this one is just like, I share a bit of my experience um, through burnout and stuff. Right. And then just an open discussion. If people have any questions, if people have any 
tips, any ideas. We ended up with like a whiteboard with some signs for burnout and some uh, solutions and how you can deal with it. Right. Um, so that was pretty amazing to see people actually accept it as well as a topic. So I think it got first slot on um, on the first day. Oh, wow. so, so like like first out of the whatever <clears throat> twelve available slots. Exactly, it was um, first time slot. So I think it works out as like I don't know, uh, I can't remember. It was third room, so it's something like fifth or sixth talk. <laughs> okay, I still have <laughs> absolutely no idea the way this basically, is <laughs> but basically, was, people like the idea significantly. Is what exactly, you're trying to say. exactly that's what I'm trying to say. It was nice to see in a developer, uh, a developer-driven event, or like completely developer event. Yeah. That um, some soft skills and some right. developer welfare and whatever got in, which was that's pretty- awesome. That's really cool. I, I, I recently heard a, um, uh, a, a podcast with this dude. Um, I can't remember his name, but he spoke at, uh, this, this big conference called business of software, um, okay. on that, on that topic. And you might know him cause I, he might be like the guy who sort of talks about depression and, and mental okay. health. And he had this whole, you know, he, he, uh, he suffered from, I think depression and bipolar and he gave this whole, he gave his whole backstory on it. And, mm. um, it was really, uh, and, and, you know, talked about how, uh, as a developer, specifically as a developer, a lot of, a lot of the, um, it can be easy to not notice or kind of mask some of the issues that might be going on because, let's say you're working by yourself, you're working from home, yeah. you're not interacting with people. So things that in other types of jobs would be a lot more obvious or easier to catch. Like there's so many things that specifically as a developer, you know, mm. you can kind of just cruise along and not, not even realize yeah. that you might, you know, you might have an issue, but um, that's really cool. I'd love for you to sh- maybe you could just share a couple minutes right now, some of the stuff you talked about or some of the insights that, you know, people, people got from it. Um, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> you want the the backstory or do you want some of the changes I made? Um, a backstory would be cool. I mean, you could, you could yeah. talk as much or, or as little as you'd like to. Okay, cool. Well, um, yeah. So basically when I, uh, finished, uh, university, actually, no, it was right at the end of university. Uh, a lot of stuff just got on top of me. Mm-hmm. And so I just really got run down and completely changed who I was kind of thing and just kind of went inward. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was only cause a couple of people, just a couple of really great people kept saying like, you're completely different. Well, what's wrong with you? You know, wow. like, mm-hmm. are you feeling okay? Are you whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and they encouraged me to go and get some help. So I went and did some, some counseling sessions mm-hmm. as, um, at the end of university or during university for me it was all covered so i'm like oh yeah i may as well it's free anyway and then i continued it when i started my job because mm-hmm. uh, it kind of it didn't get better it got worse as soon mm-hmm. as i left university because you know you got the stress of work on top of whatever and right um you know so i was just uh, kind of i just got disengaged i guess is the best way of putting it is I kind of lost the desire and lost like any kind of, you know, I was just kind of uh, walking through life like a zombie kind of thing, you know? Right, right. Um, And so, yeah, they kind of, the the key things for me that I got out of it were um, making sure that I showed myself the benefits or the win so like you put tons of effort into it as a developer and stuff. And often it can be really hard to, to highlight that stuff is actually worthwhile. So mm. showing, showing yourself that the, I don't know, 12 crazy hours you've done on one task actually, actually um, brings yeah. results, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And especially if you're not so kind of into the front end driven, it can be pretty, pretty hard to see right. the physical side and, and the customer also pretty hard for the customer to see it. Right. Right. Um, and so that was a pretty big step for me and also changing, um, cutting in between work and home life. So trying not to take my work home with me 
Right. And, and, you know, when I finished my work, kind of leaving it and taking one step and, you know, saying, right, this is now home. Um, especially right. in later life now, when I've got a family and stuff coming home and being able to be a dad and a husband rather than, you know, sitting on my laptop all evening and, um, recording, and continuing podcast, to work. recording podcasts with me. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely. Hey, I, my secret is that only takes me half an hour. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. People are always like, man, how do you do the, the podcast? And, and it's like, well, it just takes about an hour, you know? Yeah. So it's, if, um, it's not that difficult. Should I say that? No, it's really difficult. Don't, don't set up your own one because we don't want too much competition. <laughs> well, <yeah>? the, the, <laughs> like the editing work, like the stuff that Phil does, I, I couldn't do that even if oh, I, yeah, I don't spent, edit. Yeah, you know, and they produce music. So they, they spend time on that. And I, and I think yeah. it's stuff that, you know, they enjoy, but yeah, I, I mean, no, it's funny. I, I think that like the bang for your buck compared to let's say blogging, um, yeah. with podcasting is like huge. It's like 10 X or hundred X. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So basically kind of going back to it. Yeah. Splitting up, um, work and, um, uh, work and family work and life, home life. Right. Right. And yeah, some of the guys that we were talking with, like, um, Fabian, uh, said that he has, he's hired, he's always worked from home and then he hired an office and it's in the next building to his home. So he doesn't have to commute, right. but he's got that separation. That between separation. And you know, right. if he has something to do, he's like, well, I know it's only down four floors out the door up two more and I'm back at the office, but I really can't be bothered going back to the office. You know, it can wait. Right. And then you can have your, your office set up in a separate room for, you know, exactly. your, your computer and everything. So yeah. do you, do you work from home? Uh, no, oh, okay. I, I like having the interaction with people. Right. Right. Um, I love to be able to stand up in the room and say, uh, I'm having this problem. Can someone who's, smarter than me help me out or someone with a fresh set of eyes yeah definitely and i i don't think i haven't found a way that i can do that remotely yet yeah i'm sure there is a way but for me yeah for me i like the peer programming side the actual physical talking through a problem right. talk you know um yeah that's what yeah i i think you know over time i'm i'm um more and more you know i've been i guess working from home for around three years. And okay. I think over time more and more, I'm finding myself wanting to, you know, be with other people <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. So I'm starting, you know, whether that's a co-working space or yeah. even just working at a coffee shop. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think most people find that over time, you know, I, I, I don't think very many people just work from home for like 10 year periods and are mm -hmm. totally satisfied with like most people end up wanting to get an office or a, a co-working yeah. space or, you know, something yeah. to be around other people. Yeah. But, um, so, so that was helpful in terms of the, the, the mental health side of things is, is having that separation between work and, yeah. and family life. And then um, being able to kind of appreciate like, like when you, what were some of the, some of the like keys to being able to appreciate the work that you did? Like you, you, you spent 12 hours on some, mm -hmm. some backend feature. There may not be anything sort of like visible to show for it. How did you like work through that process of being able to say, Hey, you know, this is valuable and you know, this is a, a good way to spend my time. Um, that's a good question. That didn't actually come up. No one asked me that. You should have been there on the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess it saying that of, was kind of a, was that kind of a part of the, of some of the process of getting over some of those hurdles? Yeah. I, for me, it was kind of um, more confidence that what I was doing was good and that I'm quite good, right. I guess. Um, like I'm not a naturally confident person mm -hmm. uh, really. Um, and so being able to understand that, um, that actually I'm, I'm an okay developer, you know, right. Uh, was pretty important for me and right. to say that actually it, what you're doing is good and how you're doing it is really good. Right. Um, it's, this is a, I shouldn't, I'm just, just between me and you, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, I really enjoy, um, 
hackathons and seeing how other people work. Yeah. Because it makes me feel better. <laughs> makes you feel um, like you're not a complete idiot all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I've, I've let, um, not been at a hackathon where I've sat at someone's desk and seen someone work and gone, whoa, they are like, how can they do that? That's incredible. I'm like, right. oh, okay, yeah. We all develop in the same way, you know? Yeah. Well, we're you know, we're mostly just... We're mostly just sitting there, staring at the screen, scratching our head for exactly a few exactly. hours at a time. <laughs> yeah, it's like the um, the pictures of the uh, hacking in movies against hacking in real life, right. where someone's yeah, yeah, frantically yeah, yeah. typing on the computer, <laughs> and actually, it's someone's phoning up, going, "Yes, I'm uh, Mr. X, and I'd like to reset my password." Right, 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 right. right. It's like yeah, you know, like there are some amazing developers out there, and. Um, and the chances are you're probably one of them if you're listening to this. <laughs> you know? If you're so, listening uh, to developer podcasts, you're you're probably yeah, yeah, sure. you're probably you're pretty, pretty engaged and you know wanting it, to learn. Yeah. yeah. If you're uh, yeah. And it, it moves on to like my second talk, which was about um mistake-driven development. And the reason, <laughs> the reason that it basically, I just highlighted all the rubbish that I did in my first three years of Magenta work. Yeah. And that's it. That was all I did. I'm just like, here's some rubbish that I did. Right. And if it helps you not doing it, great. Because especially I fully understand in conferences, people have to pay the bills and so the sponsors and a lot of stuff is marketing or. Right. You, you know, but for me, it really got on my nerves that people would get up on stage and you don't, and they don't seem human. Right. right. And that's not against anyone in particular, just kind of the situation. So I wrote the mistake driven development to kind of stand up on stage and show that I'm, I screw up. Nice. <laughs> Which, um, yeah. No, but that's, then, really, that's, really, that's really important. And it's, it's like you're saying that you, you can't, you can't admit to those things without having confidence in yourself. Um, because yeah. when, when you don't have confidence in yourself, then you know, that's when you never want to admit doing something wrong. You never want to admit any yeah. weakness and, you know, yeah, yeah. you want to, you know, just act like you're the, you're the hacker on TV that just types madly all day long, banging out, exactly. banging out code. MageTalk is brought to you in part by Sinassi Hosting. Sinassi is the creator of MageStack. They are a PCI DSS compliant leader in high performance, secure, and scalable Magento hosting. They run Magento Platform as a Service Stack for small, medium, and enterprise businesses, and they started about 180 pounds a month. You can find out more about them today at sinassihosting.com slash magetalk. And by MageMail. MageMail is the world's only SaaS-based triggered email app for Magento. You can be up and running in minutes, and there's a no-risk trial. Bring your customers back to your website with MageMail. Check them out today at magemail.co. And by Dropship360 from Logic Broker. Dropship360 allows Magento merchants to have a solution for complete dropship automation. Dropship360 allows merchants to easily add and rank vendors, view vendor inventory, configure order sourcing, and much more. Logic Broker is a Magento Gold technology partner. You should check them out today at logicbroker.com. So, so what are some of the best mistakes that you, you made in your mistake driven development? Best mistakes? Um, are the funniest? The funniest? Uh, well, not the funniest, but um, one that I made when I was uh, uh, finding out good extensions to use. Yeah. Uh, and not writing everything yourself. Right. That's a, that's a big mistake that lots of people do, I think. Right. Right. Um, I, I, for my first two or three projects, I completely wrote my own import system. 
Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, like hitting up a single model and, per, you know, and it works perfectly for 10 products in your test database. Right. And then it goes live and you're like, what? Why doesn't this work for 10,000 products? Right. You know? so this is going to complete in approximately 33 days. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So I think that's my biggest one is, uh, and, and then, um, not using the right tools as well for me. Right. So, uh, but not, not so much like the perfect tools and, um, but finding what works for myself. Best. Right. Right. And so not, so I, I don't use, uh, like complete test driven development. Right. Um, but we're kind of building in some selenium tests to working with all our configurators and stuff like that. Right. Um, so taking the bits of scrum or test driven development or whatever, and picking the bits that work for you is pretty, pretty cool. You don't have to do the complete thing, just something that makes it a little bit better. Right. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, what's your biggest mistake? Oh, huh? I, that's what I was, I was, that's what I was thinking of. So I, I make off by one errors all the time. Uh, I, I just did one earlier today and, mm. uh, and you, I started sort of count, like, like I started sort of counting them up in my head, you know, cause there's the, the joke that, you know, there's only, or what, the, the hardest three things in computer science are caching <laughs> and validation, naming things and off by one errors. And yeah. so I was like, I was like, man, I make a lot of those. Um, and, uh, what else? I'm sure there's lots of stuff that's not coming to mind. Um, oh, the other thing I would say was with, with tools. Um, I, I found that like a lot of times people would like, let's say not use a debugger, like X debug or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, a lot of times people would be like spending so much time trying to debug something without using that. It's, yeah. it's especially with Magento where you had, you know, at any given point in the application, you could be in some crazy place within the stack trace yeah. that it's like, I look at that and I go, man, like it would, it would be impossible to really <laughs> try to understand something without that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I used to recently, not recently in the last, it's only been in the last couple of years that I started using XDBook. But when I started with Magento, I was like chucking VAR dumps in everywhere to try and find out what the hell's going on. Right, right, you know? right, right. And then you start using XDBug and, you know, and then you're like 10 times faster at, you know, under, and, and it's not even just that you're faster, but you can actually understand things that otherwise you just, yeah. you, you just kind of praying that you mostly figure it out. Whereas if you can, stop it at a point in time, inspect all the variables, see where it came from. It, yeah. it, it just, it changes, it changes everything, you know? Yeah. That's really good. You get to see the whole, um, the whole process and how things are actually working rather than one kind of snippet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so then, and so going back to the, the mental health stuff, what, what would yeah. be like, some of your, uh, like recommendations or, you know, for somebody that's listening, maybe struggling with that, like, what would you say to them? How do they, how do they get started with identifying issues or seeing whether they need, whether they should get some, some counseling or whatever? Um, yeah. what would you, what would you say? So what I would suggest is just to talk to someone about it. It's like pretty hard to do to, to admit that, you're not feeling so great or yeah. that something might, you know, something might not be that great, but find someone that you can talk to, someone that you can open up to. It doesn't have to be a counselor. It can just be a friend of yours or someone that you know that is, I don't know, someone that you know and you trust. Yeah. And just kind of explain the situation, what's going on, how you're feeling. Just someone that's willing to listen to you, yeah. I guess, yeah, is, is a huge thing. I you know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, go for it. Go for it. No, I'd say, um, I like it, my, my own experience the past, um, couple of months actually that I've started to go full time with, with mage mail being self-employed. Mm -hmm. Um, I going from, you know, from having a job to being self-employed has been, um, has actually been really, it's been like, like super exciting. And at the same time, super stressful, yeah. And so I've, yeah, so I've definitely had some of those moments where I'm like, 
really stressed out and thinking, you know, and one of the things I've, I've sometimes found is sometimes you, you maybe mention it to somebody and you're not sure if they sort of understand how, like how bad it is. You know, like sometimes people are just like, oh yeah, that's how it is. Hang in there, buddy. And, and then you, you kind of like, I know for myself, that's been difficult to like, you know, you don't want to like exaggerate it to make it seem like you're going to die or something. But sometimes I, I, you know, sometimes it it all depends who you're talking to, but I found sometimes I'm like, Hey, I'm really stressed right now. And, and I'm not sure if I get the response or whatever that I, that I need from like casual buddies or whatever. But if if you do have somebody that can really listen to you and, and walk Mm. through that with you, that's, you know, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. For me, um, I was lucky, uh, and had, uh, well, the person that is now my wife and she would just, she was more than willing to listen to stuff and could talk through stuff. And, um, and it was her that in the end recommended that I went to see someone. Right. Which was really cool. And when I went to see the person, the counselor, yeah. they didn't actually like do much, uh, apart from listen, you know, right. they were just like the person that you could tell literally anything, you know? Right. Right. And it's really, it's really freeing to have that, to have someone that you can, you can talk to completely open about. Yeah. No, I, I've, I've done some, uh, we've done some, some marriage counseling and, uh, I think, I think counseling is great. You know, it has this taboo. I don't know if it's the same in Europe as it is in, in the States. Um, <laughs> is there kind of a taboo around like counseling? And I would say de- definitely in the UK. Yeah. Uh, I'm not so sure about the rest of in, uh, in, in Germany. I can't imagine there would be because they do naked saunas the whole time. So <laughs> Wait, you're, you know, you're gonna, have to, you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna have to unpack that for a little bit. What? Naked all Yeah, yeah. So uh, in Germany, you don't go to the sauna in your swimsuit. Oh, just... okay. <laughs> so you're <laughs> saying how how could there possibly be a taboo about counseling when you're in the sauna naked with each other? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. <laughs> nice. That's cool. That's, that's great. Um, that's our title. That's our show title. Is it? Oh, great. Um, but, yeah. but yeah, I think there's, there's definitely taboos around it. And, and so yeah. I, I think counseling is awesome. I mean, it's basically just somebody that's really good at listening yeah. and, and, and that's pretty much, and, and it also has, you know, some training to kind of figure out what your, what your problems are, <laughs> yeah, exactly. what your deal is. So, so that's great, man. Um, all right, cool. So, uh, so those are the two talks that, um, that you gave and what were some of the other talks that you, that you enjoyed? I, um, conference? I really enjoyed Anna's talk about, uh, first aid for your website. Oh, cool. So she did, um, she kind of talks us through normal first aid for humans, shall we say, okay. uh, and kind of linked it in to website first aid kind of um, comparing the differences and the different procedures that you have when, when a human is in trouble and needs first aid and the different things for when a website is in trouble, which was pretty, pretty awesome. Okay. So I think, yeah, I think that was her first talk she'd ever given. And that was pretty, um, pretty impressive for, for a first timer. Nice. I was impressed. Yeah. Well, so what, what were a couple of the examples that like the analogies that were good? Um, yeah. So she had, uh, so she had her monitoring, monitoring was pretty high up. Um, so, oh, okay. you know, being able to see what the heck is actually going on. Right. Um, right. And, um, there was a really nice example from Benno. Oh, I've forgotten his son. I'm useless with names. I'm sorry. Lip, lip, uh, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yes, him. And he, they'd set up a new website and a new feature on their website. Yeah. And, um, they had this huge database of, uh, so they knew exactly how much traffic on a Friday at 3 PM there should be and, and how much conversion rate there should be. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they put this new feature live 
And there was no errors, no nothing like that, nothing in the logs like that. But they could really quickly see, because of all this data they collected, yeah. that there was something wrong because the the conversion rate drops after uh, they sent this live. That's really smart. You know? So they were really, really quick on picking that up. And I definitely, in my sort of situation at the moment, we wouldn't think up that kind of thing. We would just be like, oh, are there any errors in the logs? No, great. Then it was a success. And right. it's like, nah, that's not really a success, is it? Right, right. It's you like the, the difference between monitoring just like the bare minimum of, of the heart rate versus like monitoring, you know, the the like their fluids and you know, like the salt level in their watt in their in their body fluids. You know, like, mon- yeah, like do, yeah. doing more of, of like a more holistic monitoring of yeah. whether things yeah. are good or not. That's cool. Yeah, and um, oh, one of the ones was when you are looking after like a person, you try and get them out of the danger zone. Okay. Uh, and so she was like, "You should do that with your website." So if that means. Uh, taking down the website, putting up a maintenance page, or turning off the feature, or whatever you know. Right. If you, if you see that issue that's there, reacting on it as quickly as possible and getting your system back to a working state or a safe state. Nice. Right. So, as opposed to just like diving right into troubleshooting, and then exactly. you're like twenty minutes into troubleshooting, and the site's been down for twenty minutes because you didn't exactly. like. Stop the bleeding. Okay, exactly. That is, that exactly. is pretty good. That is pretty so, good. She was uh, she was pretty impressive with her talk. I really enjoyed that one. Nice. Um, yeah. Any yeah, any others that come? Um, just, there was or uh, well, the clean code one was pretty cool. Okay. I like the clean code discussion. That was more of a discussion than a co- uh, than a talk. Okay. Um, so it was started uh, by Alexia. Um, who is uh, he's a developer? He's a Ukrainian developer, but is based in Berlin. He actually used to work with us at Sidewalks, so um, but then moved to Berlin. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was like, "How do you know if your code is clean? How do you know that what you're doing is actually okay? Um, what are kind of the the signs for unclean code? That sort of stuff." Right. Um, and so it was fairly open to start with, right. which which was really cool. And so you've got people talking through like whether having a huge function is better when you're training uh, beginners or whether splitting it up and uh, how you document or if you're adding code comments or if you're variable names, that kind of stuff. Right. Putting that in place so that, um, so that anyone can pick up this code and know what's going on. So I think that was the highlight for the clean code is being able to easily for me, being able to easily pick up code right. and be able to know what it's supposed to be doing. Right. Yeah. That's as that's, quickly as possible. Yeah, that's really like the key indicator of how how clean or how good or effective your code is, is like when you come back to it in a week or a month or a year, yeah. do you have yeah. any idea what it's doing and yeah. how to modify yeah. it, you know, without breaking things? Yeah, exactly. Um, In six months, will I remember any of what I'm doing now? Right, right. And it's like, that's a big deal if you can, you know, like six mm. months is a long time in developer months. And uh, yeah, I don't even remember a week. What I was doing. Right, right, exactly. And like, th- that's why for me, I mean, I, I've, I've just dabbled a little bit in test driven development. Mm hmm. And I dabbled in it for about a month, um, a couple of years back, and I, I I was doing everything test driven, and every every single thing I did, I was building test test cases to validate. And I ended up, and and I think that I probably could use some additional training to sort of make mm-hmm. sure I'm doing things right, because I just sort of try to figure it out myself. I'm sure there's some best practices I could have applied. Yeah, but I think that. I, 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 what I, the conclusion and and the thing is, is like, you know, you write a whole bunch of tests. If they're all green, then you think to yourself, wait a second, is that a false positive? (laughs) Right. Cause maybe I, you know, cause that, cause that happens as you're building the tests and as you're building code, you realize something's wrong with your test. But then of course there's probably ways to write your tests. I think if I were to go back and tackle it, I'd probably want to do it in such a way that your tests are, are, are as simple as possible. So you're not mm. doing anything complicated in your tests. 
Um, and then, you know, sometimes your tests fail and it's a false negative. So, uh, and so what I ended up, what I ended the conclusion and then, and then on top of that, like sometimes, um, you're not necessarily writing code. Sometimes you're writing code. That's just easy to test. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. sometimes that does make it easier to read and to maintain, but sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it just makes it easier to test. Yeah. And so I, I'm, I'm like, I am very far from really knowing any, having any level of authority on the topic, but I just think that the conclusion I came to was I'm going to focus on writing clean code that I can come back to. And I, I think the safest way to protect yourself from making a mistake or introducing a bug is yeah. writing clean code, you know, yeah. and that's not going to be foolproof. And yes, if you can have unit tests, that's great. Um, but I, I yeah. think the more important factor is clean code. Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. It definitely helps out to start with, you know, especially if you know what you're supposed to be doing. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a big one, really. To start with, you need a clean idea before you can get to the clean code, I think. Yeah. You know, I saw this, this tweet the other day and it said something like, um, if you want your developer to accomplish the vision, they have to have requirements. Right. And the the point the guy was making was that, you know, give good requirements to your developers. Mm-hmm. But the 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 thing that I thought of when I saw that like was that what I think is is kind of more I- important is as a developer to understand the vision. And then yeah. you can you can um any requirements you get, you kind of filter through that. And so sometimes you might have to massage their requirements. Sometimes they say, I want this. And you say, ah, are you sure you want that? What if we do it this way? Because yeah. it'll make more sense within Magento. It'll be faster. It'll be whatever. Yeah. Um, and, or sometimes they give you a really high level goal and you figure out the requirements yourself. Um, yeah. So I think that's really important. Like I think a lot of times... I don't know if this directly relates at all to what you were saying, but I think a lot of times people just get requirements. They build them as they're told to. They don't maybe necessarily understand them or maybe they understand the specific requirement, but not the bigger vision, not the bigger purpose. So everything isn't really all unified together to make something that works and works well. Um, Like the example you gave of testing for conversion rates, I'm sure that wasn't given as a requirement. Like we want you Mm. to build this feature and test for conversion rates. They probably just said, we want you to build this feature. And they went ahead and did that themselves because it's a good idea. (laughs) And because the overall vision was to increase sales. So you want to make sure you're actually increasing sales instead of just building a feature, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, No, I think that's cool. Um, One thing we, we do is, um, we, I don't know if it's working in something new we're doing is adding so that the technical person in, in a project is actually the internal product owner. Okay. Does that make sense? So yeah. that the, that to try and give that the, the developers, um, the feeling or not the feeling, but the, the ownership of the product right. That's is right. to actually say, okay, well then you make sure that the product is of the quality you want it, you know? So what does that actually look like uh, when, you know, when the rubber meets the road and things have to get shipped or deadlines, you know, what does that mean for them to be the owner? Um, yeah, that's the, that's the question. We're, we're working on it. <laughs> we're working it's on a work that. in progress. <laughs> Basically, um, we set it up so there's always one uh, PO who's normally technical and then uh, one uh, PM who is just the PM so that they kind of, they're the ones that deal with the um, kind of the customer expectation side of it. Yeah. And between the two of them having the technical side and the customer side, they kind of act as, as the one person to make sure that the, or together they work together to make sure that the project is on time and of the quality that we as a company want and the customer deserves. Right. Well, yeah, I think, I think that's a great like role description of the role to, I haven't really heard that. Usually the, the owner is the non-technical person or the PM or whatever. So that's, that's really cool. Yeah. Um, 
Well, cool. Um, so any, any other topics you want to mention before we, before we wrap up the unconference discussion? Um, yeah. Uh, Tim did, uh, Tim, uh, again, cra- crazy. So he did nothing that was negative. Timmy, so that was, we, we might yeah, have Tim- to cut this. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. I love Tim. <laughs> I've heard he's a, a super, I've heard he's a super cool guy. He's, he's amazing. Somewhat and, um, his wife is amazing as well. She brought me tea. They didn't have any black tea. What? I know. So she brought me a pack of tea and I think I went for about seven in the next 20 minutes after it arrived. You went for seven? <laughs> seven cups of tea in oh, like okay. 20 minutes. I'm nice. like, yeah, she's, she's awesome. He's awesome. Um, he did like a design patterns um, talk. I missed it, but I've heard some amazing stuff from it from um, from Twitter and from people afterwards. Because um, unfortunately, it was at the same time as mine, and I can't be in two places at once. What? I know, I know. And uh, Gordon Lessie did uh-huh. uh, one about recommender systems okay. um, on the Sunday afternoon, um, and from what well, Tim said, it was the best talk that he heard at the event. And I think Vinay said the same thing. So I'm like, that's pretty high. Um, that's high, high, praise. high praise, you know? Yeah. So um, like product recommendation systems. Uh, I don't know. That's all I know about it. I've just all heard you know about it's the title. Exactly. Um, okay. but it was enough, uh, to get me interested. Do um, they record any of this stuff? No. Ah, that's the problem. It was in a youth hot well, like a scout camp kind of place. Yeah. Yeah. So we barely had Wi-Fi. Right. That was like the one negative side of the whole thing, the Wi-Fi. Oh, no, yeah, two. There, there were two negative sides, Wi-Fi, and there was only one person manning the grill in the evening. So okay. there was a big queue for meat. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that'd be great. Even if it, you know, even if it's just, a you know, using the phone recorder or something on your yeah. phone and, and that, that'd be so valuable to get those MP3s yeah. out. I think a lot of people will have um, have slides or have notes from it. Yeah, right, right. Um, and I think they'll start surfacing in the next couple of days, couple of weeks, maybe. Right. Cool. Very nice. So thanks for that update. Um, I was I was watching the tweets and was curious to get a little little dive a little deeper in. So that's that's awesome. No, it was it was literally um, for me. It was the best conference I've been to for a while. Um, that's amazing. Out inside or outside of the magenta world, I think it was pretty, pretty high high quality organization. Um, That's really cool. Which is awesome. You guys uh, know how to throw a mean uh, a mean developer conference out there. Yeah, well, we're pretty good over here. Yeah, the you after party are... was pretty awesome as well. Actually. Okay, they had this um, fire dancer thing person okay it was really good that part of it was awesome you guys are are bringing in the the imagine las vegas imagine style yeah exactly exactly fire eating you know a a tiger and you know going for the real (laughs) vegas feel yeah are you going to be able to make it out to vegas i am not my uh, wife is expecting like ah very uh, nice around the shortly after imagine um, okay, congratulations, man. Thanks. So I've been banned from leaving the country. Yeah, that's probably a good yeah. idea. Is that number two? Yeah, that is number two. Number two. All right. So but so apparently it's the done thing is to start a podcast while your wife's pregnant, right? That yeah, that's the thing to do. That's how you do it. <laughs> yeah. That's how you do it. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Um Nice. Very cool. So, um, I just want to highlight a couple things, a couple posts that came up throughout the week real quick. Um, am I actually Phil's replacement today? Complete replacement? Your Phil's complete replacement. Yeah. I'm not sure how he's going to feel about that word choice. Um, uh, temporary replacement. Does that mean if I, if I get fired next week, you'll, you'll (laughs) know why. And then <laughs> they can call. Yeah. Yeah. One way or another, you're going to replace somebody. Yeah. Cool. Um, so Fabian Schmengler has posted a whole bunch of cool stuff um, lately. Um, a comparison of Spriker versus oh, yeah. Magento, which I hadn't heard of. Apparently it's a, an enterprise uh, targeted e-commerce framework. Okay. Um, also a JSON RPC adapter. 
uh, in under 100 lines of code for the Magento API. He's been a busy beaver this week. He also posted an update to his um, indexer stats visualization. So shows you the percentage complete um, as it progresses as you're re-indexing. Sweet. Um, and then Ooh, also... That's really good, actually. Yeah, isn't that really cool? I have oh, that's no a, idea. Ah, that's one of the hackathon ones. Yeah, that's Is really it? cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have no idea how he'd be calculating that. It, that must not be I, I can't calculate that. Yes, I can't imagine that's simple. Yeah. <laughs> and then also uh, an extension to um, handle product attributes with a lot of options. Uh, okay. So kind of optimizing um, uh, attributes that have a whole bunch of options, some, some pagination uh-huh. or whatever. I want to know um, when he does all that. Yeah, I don't know, but he, yeah, he's definitely been been busy. Um, another cool module, really cool module by um, Daniel Falca. Was he? Was he? I think he's out there in Europe, right? Was he at the on conference? Daniel Falca, Flying Mana. Um, he was definitely at the pre party. I can't remember if I saw him. In, I don't think I saw him at the conference. Oh, okay. But he was there at the party. Okay. So he wrote, <laughs> he came for the party. It's yeah, like going to a wedding and just going for the reception. Yeah. I'm just here for the buffet. Yeah. That's, that's an un unconference when you just go <laughs> for the party. Um, so he wrote the, a module, which is actually something I'd wanted to do for a while called, uh, which basically, you know, how there's a bunch of exceptions, magento exceptions that make absolutely no sense. Like, uh, yes. you just, yeah, yes. like, uh, I can't remember if this still happens, but sometimes if a template file is missing, you could just get some crazy error message that yeah. makes no sense. Or like uh, I've seen before, if if a module dependency is missing, instead of just yeah. saying this module dependency is missing, you yeah, get some yeah. crazy thing deep in like the config. So he wrote a module that um, improves error messages. Okay. And so um, you know, so for example, the uh, this is actually for Magento two, I think. Oh yeah, I can um, see it. Huh? He so there, you know, so instead of getting this nasty stack trace, you get like a summary that says, um, you know, hey, uh, here's what this message means, and then even a suggested Ooh. resolution. Solution. Suggested oh, awesome. solution. How, how cool is that? That's really cool. So it, it doesn't have a, a huge library of exception mm-hmm. data. So that's what people have to go in and contribute. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was really neat. That's awesome. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, also, uh, Navarre Navar Barnier, Barnier, hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, did some work with the uh, Gmail. Um, what's it called? Metadata. Okay. Um, so for you know for for emails, and this is actually something I should have already done for MageMail. Probably I need to get on this <laughs> for uh, so for when a Gmail email goes out, you can create like a quick action that shows oh, yeah. up in yeah. inbox view. And uh, MeanB has an extension called MeanB Gmail Actions. That that um, adds support for like I think quick quick viewing a product or shipment stuff like that, mm. and so he extended that um, to add like product images that show up um, oh, nice. within yeah within inbox and Google Google Now and stuff. Mm. So that's pretty cool. That's um, yeah. Uh, that that was that was pretty cool. There's a there's another thing that I didn't even know about this that um, Gmail lets you. There's like an action for posting reviews. Right from within an email, really? Um, yeah, that pops up a little Gmail native interface with like a five mm-hmm. star and a description, um, mm-hmm. a text field, and so. But apparently, they they only let you use it if you're sending pretty high volume email, so okay. it may not be applicable to everybody. Um, but yeah, he had mentioned that, and then um, also Karen uh, Baker Webshop Apps um, created a. Facebook group for merchants, uh, targeted specifically merchants. So just for merchants to be able to get together and talk without us vendors and agencies going and trying to (laughs) sell them stuff left and right. Uh, No, we wouldn't sell people stuff. What are you talking about? We we would never do that. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So I thought that was a cool idea. Um, Also, uh, Peter, I hope I'm going to pronounce the name right. Peter Jap. Uh, Peter Jap or Peter Yap? Black. Yeah, I would go Yap. I would go Yap. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, did it, posted a couple of neat things. One was a uh, fix for 
Uh, you mentioned Gordon Lesty. His he oh, has yeah. a, F, a full page cache extension. Yeah. So he he posted a fix for a conflict between that extension and an SEO extension oh, called nice. Manadev. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also posted a really in depth um, uh, post comparing. Um, things that, things that have been changed or removed or added or whatever in the Magento admin. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So he, it's really long and he looked at system configuration. And so mm-hmm. he went in like, and just real in detail. So like in the store information, for example, the store hours are mysteriously removed and, uh, the address information is broken down into individual fields. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a single store mode and it was really cool. Just a lot of like detailed things. And I'm sure some of those things are just bugs. Um, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's neat to be able to, hey, if it works, it may there. stay there forever. All right. <laughs> um, what that was, else? um, that was one of the things I was pretty impressed with Mage too, was the, the change of like how to add a product mm-hmm. was a lot smoother when okay. I had to play around with Magento too. Man, it's been a while since I, uh, <laughs> so you're not entering the competition, are you? I'm not, I'm no. not. Yeah. I'm, uh, trying to keep my head down building for mage one still, <laughs> but, uh, what, what about you? Entering the competition? No, yeah. okay. no, I, um, us podcasters, we don't, we don't actually do. Well, I don't actually code. No, I'm a single cert. <laughs> single certs don't go in for that. <laughs> You're just a one Xer. Yeah, exactly. You're one, you're one of the other 10 exclusive one Xers in the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's, it's not that common to only have one. Everyone's having like four at the moment. That's over overrated. Yeah, that's just overdoing it. Again, if I'm fired next week, <laughs> uh, it may have to do with these statements that are being made. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, oh, so, so, oh, okay, so, so you're not going to do the competition. Um, I have, yeah. uh, you know, weekend plans and stuff. That's good. Yeah. So you're going back to the balance and mental health. You uh, actually... No, I'm just lazy. I think <laughs> just lazy. I was just trying to make it sound nice. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. Make sure I don't get thrown down. And, you know. All right. Yeah. Uh, let's see a couple last things. Um, there's an interview with, um, Tom, from mean B um, by the guys over at always forget. Is it cloudways? Cloudways. Yeah. Um, So I I actually haven't finished reading that yet, but uh, I like, I like their interviews. They, they go kind of go in depth Mm. kind of like you do a little bit going in depth into their personalities and stuff. Yeah. I'm just saying this because they asked me to do one and it's queued up. I sent it to them. Like oh, yeah. Okay. Away, so okay. You just, I don't know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe it can speed it up. Give them good words now. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's what I'm trying to do there. I think no, um, I did a web shop apps not do an interview this week as well. Really? I, yeah. I think web shop apps released an interview with uh, the head of uh, Headworks. Oh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Everyone's doing interviews. I, I started something. I think you did, man. You fired. You fired a little something up. To be fair, to be fair. Well, I didn't start it. I just recorded it. <laughs> Cloudways have been has been doing interviews for like I don't know, like years or something. That's like their that's, that's like the their thing, marketing strategy. Yeah, that's yeah. your thing. Not a bad, not a bad marketing strategy. No, um, yeah, I got to get that added to Mage Hero. The uh, interview with the headworks—that sounds pretty interesting. So she—they actually interviewed the the CEO, yeah, uh, Alexander Gladstone. Okay, I don't know who really getting to know blah 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 VP communications and partnership. Okay, cool. So and it's uh, oh yeah, it's actually like you know about uh, not about work. Okay. <laughs> I bet you, I bet they got She's that really idea. Stealing from you. my idea. <laughs> um, Under awesome. the hood. Yeah, exactly. That's, man. We'll link that up in the show notes. Yeah. That's cool. I like Damn. that. I like that. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, what else? Couple last things. Mage Run, uh, new version of Mage Run. Oh, 1.95.0 yeah. with an overhaul <laughs> dev console. I got to check that out. The last time I tried to use Dev Console, it didn't work for me. Okay. So I just sort of gave up on it, but I use a bunch of other commands. Um, 
I can't remember why I had wanted to use it before, but uh, but anyway, uh, overhaul dev console, a couple other neat features in there, Al- yeah. alternative uh, project config locations, PSR4 support for modules. Um, okay. So check that out. Christian is a beast. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, the rest of the community that every time I look at the contributor list, it's just growing like yeah, it's pretty big, isn't like, it? Yeah, there's just every time I see somebody completely different there uh, contributing. So that's, that's like, who, he's done. Who, a, he's done an amazing that? job who's with that? that. Yeah. Who you, is this, who is this like... person? I haven't <laughs> even seen them on Twitter. Who is this person? Um, no, no, he does such a tremendous job of running that project because it's yeah. hard to run open source projects. Like, yep. You know, you, you know, it's one thing to put something out there, but then you got to actually review, you know, pull requests constantly. And it's, it's tough. Yeah. Um, it's gotta I be, mean, um, gotta be tough work. Yeah. yeah. I do a pretty bad job of, of <laughs> my open source projects. Um, but didn't you, you know, ha- didn't you give it to someone else to support? We have, so like, um, we have uh, Mage Hero is, is open source and Tom Robert Shaw is helping out with that. So we're kind of tag teaming it. Okay. I think by this point he has more code in than I do uh, yeah. because he rebuilt the whole front end and, and just made it really beautiful. Um, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so we're, we're tag teaming. It's nice though. Cause he's like the bad cop and I'm the good cop. So <laughs> if, okay, yeah. if somebody, if we have to decline a pull request or whatever, he, he takes care of that. Oh, that's good. Um, that's- yeah, yeah, you can then, always be, you know, Mr. Positive and, you know, right, right. Do the American side, he can do the British side. <laughs> right. He's actually a lot nicer than I am, though. He's like the nicest yeah. guy that you've ever met. I, thought, mm. I, I had someone the other day come up to me um, and said, uh, Oh, so you're an English dev? Are you? I'm like, Well, a British dev, yeah, sure. It's like, Oh, do you know Tom Robertshaw? I'm like, It's a big country. Um, like, so right. you, you <laughs> he, was, he assumed that um, because I was British, that I was best buddies with everyone in the British Magento community. Right. But so, but you didn't know Tom? I've met him. Yeah, I okay. didn't start doing Magento till I left the island. Okay. So, but yeah, so I they, met him. They asked you this. Me. They asked you this before you knew him, though. No, this was like last weekend. Oh, but he, okay. he was, they asked me as if I was uh, best friend. As, friends as if everybody's best friends with him. Yeah. It, right, everyone right, in the right. island knows everyone. It's a small place. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, he's kind of a big deal. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then let's see a couple last things. So uh, there's actually a new Mage Hero feature where you can post news. Um, <sighs> just stealing my points, though. <laughs> It's just me that's doing it, right? It's just because of me. <laughs> no, no, no. It's actually Peter, Peter Yap uh, mentioned it. And it's been something that, because there's a lot of people that still that aren't posting. Like my goal with Mature is that everything that happens in the Magento community gets posted there. Okay. Um, but that's not really happening yet. So like, I'll see something cool that somebody posts and I'm like, I want them to post it, but I can't force them to post it. So posting it as news kind of yeah. solves for that problem. And then what we'll do eventually is figure out a way to attribute news to somebody's account. If it's like a feature they built so they can get points for it. Um, but that way the points only get attributed based on features that people are building or whatever, like, you know, okay. more, yeah. uh, and then stuff that's more news oriented podcasts, events or whatever. That's great to get up there and get, you know, some SEO love yeah. to, to that. But then it doesn't, you know, it doesn't filter into the developer ranking stuff. Mm, cool. Um, so yeah, there's that. And I think that, that about wraps it up. Nice. Um, yeah. Wraps up the updates. So I guess, mm. yeah, we're, we're pretty much done here. Anything else that, uh, you wanted to mention or plug or anything like that? Maybe you're in your uh. next, uh, episode or. My next episode's coming up. It's going to be a good one. I don't actually know. Uh, I haven't recorded it yet. Okay. Uh, it might be a good one. It'll hopefully be a good one. <laughs> it'll be, I, with, you know, um, it'll be a great one. As long as I can speak. I had a really, um, I lost my voice at the Mayjohn conference. Yeah, you told so me you lost your voice. You don't sound like you lost your voice. Well, this is like, I lost it on Friday night. At the, I say I lost it. Yeah, I don't know. So we were we were joking that we were going to do a like a Magento audiobook, like sexy Magento. Okay. Because um, it was that, my sexy voice. Mean? What does that mean? A you know, sexy like audiobook, a sexy like, audiobook. Like as if um, Barry White was reading a 
uh, an audiobook. Oh, okay, okay. You know. You and know. Then, and then proceed to clear the cache. Exactly. exactly. Slowly. Very slowly. <laughs> <laughs> something like that. Exactly. Yeah. You're not going to give us a little something, a little taste? Uh, no, no, I, I don't want to spoil it. You don't want to, you don't want to cause irreparable damage to our, our listeners. No, no. Fortitude. I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, the fact that Phil isn't here will be enough damage for one day. <laughs> this is true. All right, man. Thanks. We'll appreciate it. And, uh, um, no, thanks this, for having me. Absolutely. And, uh, this wraps us up for episode 26 uh, remember to check us out check us out at magetalk.com post a review in iTunes if you haven't yet give us a five star you don't even have to write anything if you don't want to, if you don't have any any inspiration to actually say anything cool just give us the five star that way you know we increase our rankings we're big on rankings here at mage talk as you know um, and uh, yeah that about wraps us up so thanks and we'll see you next week <laughs> <laughs>